Hello, 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 and welcome once again to another Can I Own podcast. I am your host, Art Veal, and I want to thank you all for tuning in and listening to this podcast today. I'm very excited to discuss uh, this information. Uh, so the first thing that we're going to discuss today is um, I get a lot of people that uh, ask me questions about rent to own or they say, well, I want to buy a house, but I'm not ready yet. So I think I'll just do a rent to own. And the same way, the same way I have people that ask me about rent to own, I get a lot of people that say they've had a horrible experience with rent to own and they don't like the program or they got into a bad program or they think rent to own might be a scam or something like that. And so um, I've talked about rent to own before, but I guess I haven't given a clear enough um, process to uh, how to look at rent to own. So today's podcast is on how to find a good rent to own deal because the hot new word today is rent to own and everybody's offering rent to own. But there are, in, in all honesty, there are very few actual real rent to own programs. Um, a lot of people like to say rent to own because it allows the landlords like to use it because they feel they get a better tenant with rent to own. They really don't have any intentions on selling the house. Some people, and I don't want to say all, I'm not stereotyping everyone, but some people that just use rent to own as a buzzword don't actually help people buy the home. So I'm going to show you some of the things you should look out for, some of the things you can do. Um, some of the things that should be a red flag to you and um, some questions that you can ask to make sure that you're finding a good rent to own deal. So the first place I want to start is where you should look for a good rent to own deal. Um, rent to own is all over the place. And um, if you search, if you Google rent to own homes or something like that, you'll find all kinds of companies that say they do rent to own big companies, mom and pops, that kind of thing. Um, the best place to look for a rent to own is to do two things. The first is look in the same places you would look for a rental. Don't go online and search rent to own homes. Um, I mean, you can, but you're a lot of times you're getting into programs that uh, offer some variation of rent to own and they actually don't even have a home available right now. It's better to go to the same places you look on Craigslist, on uh, some of the other uh, rental listing websites. I won't mention any specific uh, here, but um, search some of those sites and you can look through the homes and they'll, a lot of them will say rent to own or rent to own available. Um, now, just because they say rent to own available does not mean they're a rent to own. That means the person might be open to it. And a lot of times these are mom and pop landlords that um, don't really know all the steps to rent to own. So it helps for you to be informed. I'm, I'm a big advocate of of the tenant or the person that's going to rent getting educated on their own so that they don't leave all the tough stuff or the difficult decisions or the complicated parts. And it's not all that complicated, but they leave the difficult stuff to the landlord and let the landlord tell them what it is versus them being educated and, and being able to add input to the conversation and, you know, kind of know what they're talking about. So that's the first way is to go and look the same places you, you look you know, at when you're looking for any other rental, the second place that you can look is to go and look at actual rentals that don't say rent to own. And then when you talk to the landlord, if you like the place, ask if they would consider rent to own. And sometimes, you know, they may say no, but 
um, you can ask and they might consider it. A lot of them will say no because they don't understand rent to own or they don't know it. Uh, if you understand it after this video, after this podcast, if you understand it a little bit more, you can explain it to them and you can even tell them that you'll get them some more information. And, um, you know, you can leave a comment and ask a question and I'll help you uh, with some of the information you might want to share with them. But um, you can always ask because rent to own is nothing more than an agreement between a landlord and the tenant. Um, so any house that's available for rent theoretically can be a rent to own. So that's the other way. And I've had some some clients that have had a lot of success with just asking landlords and they ended up getting a rent to own and got a great deal. Um, you know, even though it wasn't a, it wasn't advertised as a rent to own. So having said that, the next thing you want to do is you want to ask questions. If you talk to someone and they're offering a rent to own. Now, you don't want to do this so much if it's somebody who's not even offering a rent to own and you bring it to them. But if they're offering a rent to own, you want to ask some questions. This is a big investment for you. Um, buying a house, whether it's buying it outright, whether it's getting financing to buy it or whether it's renting to own and then eventually owning the house, all of them are still big investments for you. Um, so you need to ask questions. You need to feel comfortable. I always tell people there are no stupid questions. Um, you know, ask questions so that you know, so that you're informed in your decision making process It's better than leaving it to chance. I can't tell you how many people get into a rent to own or get into a financial situation and they don't ask questions. And then they say, well, how did I get here? Why is this happening this way? And it's because they never asked. They never asked. The, you know, the person is not on the burden. The person that's helping you is not on them to tell you everything. You sometimes you have to ask. So like I said, there are no stupid questions. Um, a lot of times when you ask questions, you will kind of get a vibe for something that doesn't make sense or a person that doesn't know what they're talking about. If you get that vibe, either ask more questions to get clarification or chalk it up to this probably isn't a good deal because if they can't clearly explain how they're going to do things to you, then they're probably not the one you want to go with to get into a good rent to own program. Um, and this applies whether it's a company or an individual. It doesn't matter. There are some good rent-to-own programs that are companies. There are some good rent-to-own programs or agreements that you can set up with just an individual owner that is renting a house. So that doesn't make a difference. That's Neither one of those, being a large company or being a smaller mom-and-pop kind of thing, uh, guarantees a good deal. So you still have to ask questions. And like I said, you don't want any, any surprises. Now, the next thing is what questions should you ask? What kind of questions should you ask when you call on a rent to own? Again, this is for someone who's already telling you that they're willing to do a rent to own. You don't want to ask these questions uh, if you're trying to convince someone to do a rent to own. If that's the case, you kind of want to have an idea of what you're looking for. And bring it to them and say, well, I would be looking for you to do this. I would be looking for this and I would be willing to give you this, you know, kind of thing. You want to make it more of a negotiation than a ask questions. But if they're already telling you they have a rent to own program, one of the first questions you want to ask is, do you do anything to help me get qualified? Um, if you are in a reasonable or a good rent to own program, most good rent to own programs will do something or have some kind of program to help you get qualified for financing. After all, if you were able to get qualified for financing on your own, um, you probably would have gotten financing by now, or you would have at least been in the process of getting qualified for financing. Um, I teach when we do, at Can I Own, we teach our clients to 
work to get themselves qualified and do all the steps and they don't have to go through rent to own or if they're in a rent to own, they make sure they can meet the obligation and buy the house. But you have to educate yourself. So ask if they do anything to help you get qualified. So that's a that's a good sign if they say they're offering help. Um, you also want to know when is the price set? With rent to own, you might not buy the house for some time. Let's say it's going to take you two years to get qualified and buy the house, or they give you up to two years to buy the house. You want to know, is the price set today or is the price set at the end in two years? Because let's say you go into the house and you clean it up and you make it nice and it's, it's lovely and you've increased the value or the value increases over time in the market. And then you go to the owner and they say, well, the price is now higher than it was when you first you know, were going to buy it then that's they've just basically taken your money or if you buy the house or if you set a price today and then the market drops and now it's not worth that much are they still going to hold you to that price and say you have to buy it at this price even though the market has dropped so you want to know when the price is set is it set at the beginning when you sign your lease agreement or is it set at the end when you tell them you're ready to get financing because that can make a huge difference the other question, and this is probably the biggest question you want to ask, is so the way a rent-to-own works, there's usually two agreements or contracts that you sign. The first is the lease, which is a rental agreement, and the second is what's called an option, an option to purchase. This basically means that you have the right to purchase this house. The option typically uh, has a purchase price and the terms of how you need to purchase it. So it might say you have two years to purchase this house at this price. Um, you know, you have to make sure you make your rent payments every month. You have to maintain the property. All those all the details usually are in the option and you want to make sure it's in writing. If the owner or the landlord or the company says they don't give you anything in writing for the price, they just say some places will say, just tell me when you're ready to get financing and then we'll work out all the terms then that's an immediate red flag that is not a rent to own program because you're just renting and if you ever tell them that you're ready to buy it's completely up to them if they're going to get help you buy they can say the price is too high and then you can't buy it they can say um you know they don't want to sell it they can they can do that's not a true rent to own program so you always want to ask uh is this purchase or this option which is usually what it is in writing um, next question you want to ask is how long do you have to buy it? Some people will give you a year. Some people will say you have six months. Some people will say you have two years, five years, but you always want to ask how long are they willing to give you to buy it? If uh, my clients always tell them we don't, whatever they say is fine. We want to work with well within that. So if they give a year, I want to help my clients get qualified within six months. I want to help them get qualified and be ready to take them to a lender in less than six months. If they say two years, I want to try, depending on where this person's at, I want to try to get them qualified in nine months to a year if, they, if, if their situation is really bad. Most people that I know uh, or most of the clients that I deal with and that come across the, uh, the come across my desk at Can I Own, most clients can get qualified. Even the worst clients can usually get qualified in about a year or less. Um, if it takes you longer than a year, then it's either one of two things. Either you have an issue that um, you're not working on because you haven't started on it. If you start in month 10, then yeah, it can take you a year because you only worked on it for two months. Um, or 
you uh, are not being diligent. You're not putting together a strong plan to get qualified. But if you put together a strong plan and then you actually work that plan, most people, no matter where you are, whether you're coming from bankruptcy, foreclosure, most people can be ready to buy in about 12 months at the at the average. Um, some people, it's much less. A few people, it's longer. Um, but you always want to ask, how long do you have? Because at the end of that option, if you have not been ready, if you're not ready to buy, then they can always turn around and say they're not going to sell you the house. They can always turn around and raise the price. Um, it just puts you basically back at square one as far as having a place lined up. Next, you want to ask, and this is very important, what happens in the case of default? Um, and I know no one sits down or most people don't sit down and plan to not pay rent or plan to default on a, a rental payment. But things happen. Life happens. What happens if you default, if you accidentally miss a payment or you have a death in the family and it causes you to miss one payment or be late on a payment? Some people that uh, have plans that aren't very strong will say if you're late on one payment, then you're, they automatically cancel your option to purchase. Um, and that's kind of a red flag. If they say, you know, as long as we don't file eviction, then, you know, you you're fine. Um, if some people say, you know, you're, you, you can exercise the option until you're out of the house, that kind of thing. But you always want to ask, you know, some if they say that you miss one payment or you're late on one payment, um, then, you know, that's a that's a red flag. Not that you're going to miss payments, but if something happened and you let's say ran 30 days late on one payment. Now, if you're running 30 days late consistently or you're piecemealing the payments to the landlord, they're not going to sell you the house. Just know that they're not going to sell you the house, not because they don't even want to, but because you won't get qualified. If you can't make the rent payment, how can they take you to a lender and say, you know, this person is ready to get financed when you can't make the rent payment? So if you're somebody that piecemeals your payments, I would suggest you get on a good budgeting plan. Um, check out the bulletproof budget on the Can I Own website. See what you know, it's a free budgeting plan. Uh, see what you need to do and fix your budget before you try to do this because this is your money and you're only going to waste your money. A lot of times the landlord is playing with your money if you don't do what you're supposed to do. So the last question that I really want to, uh, well, the last two questions, the one is how many of these have you completed? It's better to get with someone that's completed a couple of deals and they've helped a couple of families get qualified and buy the house. And so you can always ask, how many of these have you completed? If they say none, that's not necessarily a red flag. Just know that they're new to this the same way you are. So you want to negotiate your terms really well. Um, and regardless of what they say, it is a negotiation. You know, you can you can ask for things and negotiate and you have the ultimate power because you can always walk away and go to another deal. They still have the same house. So there there is it's not necessarily a point of weakness, but you're not exactly in a point of weakness yourself. Don't look at the fact that you may not get qualified for financing right now as a weakness. It's not. It's just where you are. Uh, and the last question that I want to bring up is who is responsible for repairs? Typically with a rent to own, a lot of the landlords make tenants responsible for the repairs. And that's not a red flag. That's fine. Just know what you're getting into. Know that there is no house in America that I know of. At least I haven't seen one yet. That's perfect. They all have something that's wrong with them all the time. A leaky faucet, a leaky toilet, um, a, a, a squeaky floorboard, a, you know, needs paint, needs carpet. There's always something. So just know what it is you're getting into ahead of time. 
ask to take a look at the house. And if you need to bring a contractor with you to look at it and look at what kind of work the house needs and just know exactly what you're getting into and make sure you've got some money set aside to budget for, you know, things that might come up. Um, but some landlords will take care of the repairs. It, it depends entirely on the deal you negotiate. Just know that that's something you need to ask so you're not caught off guard and think that the landlord's responsible when you're actually responsible. Now, the last part that uh, I want to touch on with this is you. What are you prepared to do and how are you going to get yourself qualified? Um, how will you get yourself qualified? They can give you all the terms in the world, but ultimately it's going to be your decision and your actions that are going to get you qualified to buy this house. Now, if you can, if you know that you can get qualified, then what's stopping you from buying a house now? Maybe going into a rent-to-own isn't the best move because typically with the rent-to-own, you are paying a higher price than a market purchase price because they can set a higher price because they're helping you buy the house. Um, so you want to see what's stopping you from buying now. Maybe you're not that far. You can always go to the Can I Own site and fill out one of the home buying quizzes. It's a quick quiz where it asks you, I think, five or six questions, and then it'll send you an email about uh, showing you if you're qualified to get financing or what you need to work on. So you can always take a look at that. Um, then you need to ask yourself, do you want to own this house? The house that you're looking at, you might be thinking it's a deal and I want to get into it because it's rent to own and that'll put me closer to buying. But do you actually want to own this house? Do you actually want to live in this neighborhood? Do you actually want to have your kids go to this school? Um, those are things you need to look at. And if you can't look at that, if you're not sure, then you need to make sure that this probably isn't the deal for you. You're going to be expected to buy this house. If you're not interested in this house specifically, then I would advise that you not get into the deal because it's going to end up ultimately costing you money. Um, and make sure you always calculate out the added cost of owning a house. This is just like owning a house for the most part. So make sure you calculate the costs that are going to be associated with owning a house. You know, there's going to be lawn care. There's going to be repairs that need to be done. There's going to be improvements that you might want to make. Um, and at the same time, you're going to be have to you're going to have to be saving for a down payment. You're going to have to be building money and building credit possibly to get qualified. So you're going to have expenses on top of expenses. And so you need to always weigh that and calculate that stuff in um, and make a plan for yourself. Make a plan to get qualified and then follow and execute your plan. If you're not sure, like I said, uh, I always sit down with my clients and work out a plan for them. Um, but you need to sit down and educate yourself, make a plan. Um, there's a lot of good information on these podcasts and there's a lot of information out on the internet. If you're not sure, like I said, take the time and educate yourself. This is a major decision. So I hope this information has given you a little insight in what you should consider when you're looking at a rent to own, um, going a little bit longer than we usually do, but, uh, I try to give good information on what to look for. I've been a rent-to-own landlord for years. I've helped a lot of families, so I know what people expect and what, what as a landlord, they're looking for. So hopefully this has been helpful for you. If you have questions or concerns or just want to tell me about your situation, leave a comment below in the uh, comment section, and I'll be happy to get back to you. Uh, also, if you're listening to this on iTunes or if you're not on iTunes, go to iTunes and give us a review on these podcasts because I'd like to know if we're doing a good job, if we need to improve something, um, you know, give us a review. I'd love to hear your feedback. So until next time, I wish you the best. This has been Art Veal and the Can I Own podcast. 
Look forward to talking to you next time and have a great one. Goodbye.